Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. said when I look back over my life and I think things over I can truly say I've been blessed I got a testimony is there a testimony in the house if you got a testimony just raise your hand because good 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 that's gonna help me in the next few moments I just needed to know who had a testimony It's, it's part of my plan today. I needed to find out who had a testimony. Now I know. You can't unraise your hand now. You can't unraise it now. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles. And uh, I, I do believe that our, our um, three to five-year-old classes are being dismissed today. Brother Gentile, you, three to five-year-old classes. Sister, uh, but, yeah, Brother Hurst, thank you. So... Uh, if you're a guest today and you have a child ages three to five, they have we have a class prepared for them today, and they can go out these two side doors, and teachers will meet them in the hallway. They're going to have a good time today. Um, I promise not to hold you very long today. I want to read for you from the Word of God. Uh, turn with me to the to the book of Mark. <clears throat> me to the book of Mark uh, book of Mark chapter 5 Mark chapter 5 I'm just going to read a couple scriptures and I'm going to have you be seated um, I, I would say I'm not, I'm not trying to preface anything or I'm not trying to I'm not trying to um, uh smooth anything over but 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 I do want to say to you if this is your first time ever in a in a church full of people that have just been redeemed and they kind of know they've been redeemed um, you, you would call it a, a Pentecostal church uh, but I would call it a biblical church that's what you would you know that people would say well this is a Pentecostal church really it's just a biblical church we're a Bible church and the Bible says to run to shout to dance to clap to sing that's all in the Bible. We didn't make this up, you know. We didn't get together one day and be like, I think we should do this. We just read the Bible, and so we do what the Bible says do, and we have a good time. But, but really, our excitement level, I don't want our excitement level to scare you. Say, man, these people are crazy. Well, we, we kind of are, just FYI, just a little bit. But see, most of us, we know what we've been through, and God has brought us out. And, and we're just so excited. We're just so excited that God has helped us, changed us, brought us into a newness of life. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And we, and we just believe that. You know, like it's not, it's not just words on a page. We're just so excited. So um, if, you know, if it got a little crazy today, if it gets a little crazy from here on, just, just get in. 
Just step in. Step in the flow. We'll see what happens. We're so glad you're here. Um, and we are, we, we want you to experience what we have. Yes. I want to read for you the book of Mark chapter 5. Um, I'm going to go to verse 18. Mark 5 and 18. This is what the Bible says. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been, somebody said had been, he that had been possessed with the devil, prayed him that he might be with him. Let me come with you, Lord. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends. Welcome to Friends Sunday. He said, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. So this morning, if you'll allow me just a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. Go tell your friends. Go tell your friends. Can we pray together? Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for what we already feel here. You're so good to visit us. You didn't have to come by here today, Lord. You could, you could have visited anywhere, but you did say that where two or three are gathered, there you shall be in the midst of them. And where your spirit is, there is liberty. So I thank you for your presence that we feel even now in this house. And I pray now that your word would do its work, that it would change us, that it would challenge us, it would grow us, it would mature us. God, I pray that it would bring us out of darkness into a marvelous light, that it would help us today. And I pray that we'd not only be hearers, but doers of the word also. And we'll be so careful to give you praise and glory. And the church shout in Jesus' name. Come on, would you shout it with me loud in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, tell your neighbor, go tell your friends. And you may be seated. Oh. Go tell your friends. The book of Mark begins in this way, and I'm, I, I'm not going to uh, take a lot of time and try to lay a, a ton of foundation today. I, just, I feel like to preach to you. Um, and the, 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 the book of Mark, uh, chapter 5, if you... Um, uh, if you if you attend here quite a bit, and and this is your church, and 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 you've been here for a while, you know that Mark is one of my favorite books. I continually talk about the book of Mark because Mark adds so much context to his writing. He he Mark is detail oriented, and so we read some of the same stories in Matthew, Luke, and John, but we don't get the detail that Mark writes. I like Mark. I'm a uh, if I'm going to go to the New Testament to read about a story. I hope that Mark has that story in his book because I like how Mark writes. He gives a lot of detail and he adds a lot of context. He contextualizes the scriptures, which helps me uh, because I, I, I like to see it out in front of me. And I, I just love the book of Mark. And Mark 5 begins by Jesus and the disciples leaving one place and going to another. Um, it's always in transition that things happen to Jesus. Jesus is on his way somewhere, and there's always uh, a miracle in between Jesus doing something. Like if you, if you read the New Testament, you see that almost every miracle 
that Jesus performs in his ministry, almost, not all, but almost every miracle that Jesus will perform in his miracle, in his ministry, is in between something. He's leaving this place and going here, and on his way, something happens. It's that, you know, there's a miracle in between. There's, God can do something in your life in the meantime. And, and, and this story in Mark 5 is in the meantime, he's leaving one place, he's getting to another place, and the Bible says that when he gets out of the ship, he's going to the Gadarenes, he wants to preach there, he wants to do ministry in this place. The place he just left, they don't want no ministry there because they, they recognize that Jesus is a homeboy, and we know Jesus from back in the day, and isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his brothers and sisters up in here? Didn't he go to kindergarten with me? I remember him from the 11th grade when he got expelled for shooting a spitball at the teacher. I don't think that Jesus did that, but there's a commonality. So he couldn't, he could not perform miracles in a place of commonality. He couldn't perform miracles where, he, where his ministry wasn't respected and accepted. So he leaves this place and he goes to the next place. And the Bible says in Mark 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, that when they came out of the ship, Immediately there met them a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit. Not only does he have an unclean spirit, this man has been living in the tombs with the dead people. You know, back in those days, they didn't put him in the ground and cover him up with six feet of dirt. They just put him in a, in a tomb, wrapped him in, in, in clothes and just left him in there. And so he's been living in there with, with the dead people. The Bible says in verse 3 that he has his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. He's, he's, he's full of the devil. He has an unclean spirit. He's living among the dead people. And, and, and his friends, this man has friends. Tell somebody, this man had friends. His friends are trying to help him. They're trying to keep chains on him. They're trying to help him not hurt himself because the Bible will tell us that he cuts himself day and night. He, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, this is verse 5 of chapter 5, always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself. This man had it bad. Full of the devil, the devil was trying to kill him, trying to make him take his own life. Uh, the spirit of suicide was on this man. Uh, we know it's the spirit of suicide because in just a few moments when the devils leave him and go into the swine, the swine just jump off the cliff because it was a spirit of suicide. But, 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 but they couldn't kill the man, but, but they could kill the animals. There, God was protecting him even when he didn't even know God. Listen, some of y'all should have already been dead. But you made it to Friend Sunday. If, if the devil could have, he would have killed you years ago. But God said, I got a plan for his life. I got a plan for her life. You, you can't have them because one day they're going to have an interaction with me. Yeah, and that's what happened. In verse 6, the Bible says, when Jesus, when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him. Oh, that's a good word. When he, saw, when he saw Jesus, 
He just ran and he worshiped. Can I, can I stop here just for a moment and, 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 and help somebody? Because some of us, we, we want to be perfect before we worship. We, we believe that you have to be delivered before you worship. We believe, listen, I'm sitting here today. I got, I got, I got so many problems you can't even shake a stick at them. I got, I got problems on problems. And, and there's no way that I can lift my hands and worship the Lord with all these problems I have. Well, can I tell you that this man was full of devils, a legion of them to be exact. He, he was full of a legion of devils, but they could not stop him from worshiping the Lord. Can I tell you, I don't care what you came in here with today, you can worship him. You don't have to be perfect to worship. You don't have to be free to worship. You don't have to be delivered to worship. There ain't nothing that can stop your worship. You messed up last night? That's okay, baby. Worship him anyway. You made some mistakes last month? It's okay. Worship him anyway. You may, sit, you may be sitting here with problems coming out of your ears, but the God of all creation is in this room. And if you want to worship him, you can't. You say, I would worship him, but this ain't my church. Baby, this is my God. It don't matter what church you're in. He's Worship him. I don't know everything. Well, worship him anyway. I don't have it all together. Worship him anyway. If this man could worship full of the devil, then you ought to be able to worship. Before he was delivered, before he was brought out, the devil can't stop you. Mm. Listen, the devil... The same devil that made him break chains. The same devil that made him cut himself. The same devil that made him have a slumber party with the dead people. The same devil that controlled all that couldn't stop a worship. The devil been lying to some of y'all telling you that he's got you. That you ain't ever going to make it. That you ain't ever going to do for God what God has for you. That you're never going to be able to walk in freedom and walk in liberty and walk in hope and walk in peace. But I come to tell him he's a liar and the truth ain't in him. You can't stop my worship. You can't stop my praise. You can't stop me. You, can't, you, you may be able to hold me, but you can't stop me. With the devil still in him, he could praise him. Uh, it reminds me of Paul and Silas. The Bible said they put him in the lower tomb, in the dungeon, and they chained them hands and feet. The Bible said chained them to the floor, and they put him in the cell, and they put the guard over them and said, listen, don't even let them move. And they had them bound so deep, they had them chained. But the chains couldn't stop their worship. The stocks and the bonds couldn't stop their praise. What they should have done is covered their mouth up. But baby, if you cover my mouth, I can still hum. And the Bible said they sang praises at midnight, still with the chains on, singing praises, still with their feet in stocks, sang praises, still in the bottom of the prison, sang praises. And about midnight when they sang praises, the world began to shake. And God set them free 
Yeah. I know sometimes we look down at our chains and we think we can't worship because I'm still addicted. I, I, I can't worship because I'm still calling him on the weekends. I can't worship because I, I still got a problem with www.godknowswhat.com. You know, I, I wish I could worship, uh, uh, but I can't stop texting her. I, I, I wish I could worship. And, and we look down at our chains and we think our chains are the hindrance that will stop us from worshiping. But this man showed us there is no prerequisite for a worshiper. You don't, you don't even have to be in church to be a worshiper. You don't have to be a member here to worship here. No, sir. You don't, have to have, you don't have to have a ministerial license to worship the Lord. God said, I'll take any kind of worship. That's why we praised him in the outer courts. Because out there, anybody could show up and worship. And it was that worship that set him free. He came and he worshiped the Lord. He fell and he worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what, I ha what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And the Bible says that the, the devil spoke, not the man, but the devil spoke and said, my name is Legion for we are many. Yeah, see, some of us need to stop letting the devil answer for us. Stop, stop trying to put on me what you think I am. Stop, stop trying to, some of us still believe what the devil said about us. But, but, but if you read the Bible, you know that he is not only a liar, he's the best liar. Matter of fact, he's the father of them all. Meaning he got the trophy, he's first place. So whatever he told you got to be a lie. So, so if he said you're possessed, he lying. If he said you can't make it, he lying. If he said you have no value, he's lying. If he said the best thing for you to do is take your own life, he's lying. If he said nobody loves you, he's lying. Nobody cares, he's lying. You're never going to be what God called you to be, he's lying. Stop letting him answer for you. Oh, Jesus said to him, he said he besought him much that he would not send him out of the country. He didn't, listen, he didn't mind being out of the man. He minded being out of the country. This was not, an, this was not about possession. This was about dominion. I ain't got time to really go into it like I really want to go into it. But he, he, he didn't care to be cared. He, he didn't care if he was cast out of the man. He just didn't want to be cast out of the country. He said, now there were on nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him saying, Lord, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine told in the city and in the country everything that they had been done. And when Jesus, and they come to Jesus, and when they came to Jesus, they saw the possessed man. 
who had a legion sitting clothed and in his right mind. <laughs> and they were afraid. Oh, they were terrified. They, they knew this man. He, he was the legend of the town. The man who ran around with no clothes on, chains falling off of him, and sleeping with dead people. He was the one who was the crazy man. And so when they came, they saw him sitting. They saw him clothed. And they saw that he was in his right mind. And they were afraid, and they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart from their coast. Oh. He said, you got to leave. We don't need that kind of delivering power here. We, we're too scared. Listen. I want to I help somebody today who's coming to this house today and, and, and this is all really confusing to you and it, it, it's intimidating and, and maybe even scary. These were good people. They just didn't understand how this man got free and, 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 and their misinterpretation and their hesitance of what really happened here and what was really going on caused them to say, Jesus, we need you to leave. Don't, don't miss your opportunity today. Because you don't understand what's happening. They, they, they told him, you got to leave. And when he was coming to the ship, so Jesus left. Only healed one man there. He came to heal the entire country. He came to heal everybody. He came to set at liberty those who were broken and bound. But he only got to heal one. Only, only one man was really delivered. And he was the first man that he met. The Bible says when he got off the ship, immediately he came. And now they're saying, you got to leave. They're not saying, hey, we need this for ourselves. They're not saying, hey, we need this for our families. They're not saying, hey, we need this for our friends. We, 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 we want you to leave. You got to go. We don't understand this. And we want you gone because this is too spooky and too scary for us. And you got to go. So when he, Jesus is getting onto the ship, here comes the demoniac man. And he said, Lord, there got to be an extra seat on this boat for me. I'm coming with you. You getting out of here? I'm getting out of here with you. Can I get a ticket? Can you put me in the first class plane? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving with you because these folks, they're not going to understand. They, they're not going to get what really happened here today. And so I just need to leave and I never need to talk to them again. I need to separate myself from them and just be around you and you alone. This is what happens to a lot of people when they get into church. They just want to hang around church folks all the time. Because it's comforting and, 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 and it's easy and it's comfortable just to be here. But, but God didn't save us to be here. The church is bigger than these walls. And, 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 and he, he, he was trying to show us in this moment that 
You can't always be with me. Matter of fact, that's not what you're called to do, actually. I'm, I'm not even calling you to be right here on my hip the whole time. Really, what I want you to do is I want you to go tell your friends. Really, I, I brought you out, and when I brought you out, they kicked me out, but they can't kick you out. Uh, they can deny me, but they can't deny what happened to you. They can sit around and theorize and doctrinize and debate all they want to. They can sit around and say, well, my pastor said this, my preacher said this, and I heard this on YouTube, and I watched this video, and, and, and this guy told. They can, they can go at it all night long. But what they'll never be able to do is be able to explain how one day you was bound, and the next day you were free. <laughs> can I preach here for this a little while? God is calling each one of us to go tell our friends. We can sit in here if we want to, all we want to, but there's a lost and dying world and they don't understand it. And the best book that they will ever read is the book of your life when you say, listen, you may not be able to understand these scriptures, but can you understand that I used to be bound? I used to be broken. I used to be wounded. I used to be hurt. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be out in the world. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be an abuser. I was a confuser. I was a fornicator. I was an adulterer. But God got a hold of me one One day, I met a man named Jesus. One day, I met a man named Jesus. One day, I met a man named Jesus. And he changed the way I walk. He changed the way I talk. He changed the way I live. He picked me up and he turned me around. And he placed my feet on solid ground. And I got to tell somebody that he's been good to me. I got to tell somebody that he kept me. I got to tell somebody that when I was broken, he put me back together. When I was diseased, he healed my body. When I was lost, he found me. When I was down, he carried me. Hey, go tell your friends. Hey, listen, listen, I know that there's a lot of friends in this room today. And you've probably, you probably been promised a, a steak and you've probably been promised a, a Ruby Tuesday salad bar or, or maybe an IHOP pecan waffle. I don't, know what, I don't know what they told you to get you here. But can I tell you, all they really was trying to do was just tell their friends, come see a man. <laughs> come see a man. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I just want you to come to church with me because I need you to experience what I get to experience every week. All we're really doing today is fulfilling the call of God in our lives because we said, Lord, take us with you. But he said, no, stay here and go tell your friends what I've done for you. Go tell your friends how I brought you out. Go tell your friends how I changed you. Go tell your friends how I saved you. Go tell your friends that you were once lost, but now you're found. That is the call today. That's why you're here today. That's why we invited you today. That's why we brought you here today. We just need you to see. Look at me today. Look at me. I didn't always look like this. I wasn't always sitting 
clothed and in my right mind. If you only knew where he brought me from. All you see today is the suit. All you see today is the position. All you see today is the pastor. But I remember. I remember when I was living in the tombs, hanging around dead people, people that had already made their decision to be dead in Christ. I, I, I was just living around people that didn't understand. I, I was trying to take my own life. I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to everything you could possibly think of. I was lost and undone. And on top of all that, I was a preacher's son. So there, there's not only guilt there, but there's also shame and disappointment of how I let my parents down and how I let my church down and I thought God would never use me again and I thought God didn't love me anymore and I thought that my ministry was over but around the age of 20 years old God got a hold of me one night you don't see it you don't see it right now all you can see is this but can I tell my friends today can I tell my friends today can I tell I was I was so messed up I was messed up from the floor up but Jesus got a hold of me maybe seated for just a moment today's a unique day it's a unique day because just a few months just a few months before I turned 20 I overdosed one night and today's a unique day because there's only one person in this world that I know their name right now who remembers the night that I overdosed and he's here. He's my friend. He's sitting in the back. He saved my life that night. They came and they found me drinking water from a mud puddle in the college parking lot. And they went and got my friend and they said, hey, we don't know what's wrong with court, but, 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 he's, but he's gone. And, and so today when I stand before you, you don't see the scars where the change used to be. When I stand before you, you can't see the tomb that I used to live in. Can't see it. There's really only a couple people in this room that really know. That's Khalid Tapia in the back and Amanda Ching Chavis, my wife, sitting right there. There's only a couple people in the room that know. So, so you don't know. So you're my friends today. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was on a path to destruction. I knew that I would die young. I told my friends, I will die young. I will, I will ruin my life. I, I was trying my best to run away from God. I was trying my best to run away from my calling. I was trying my best to get away from him. But he wouldn't let me go. Because there was a praying mama in the house who said, oh no. There was a praying grandfather and a praying grandmother who said, oh no. And I was trying my best to do bad. I was trying my best to do gangster things with my gangster friends. But God said, oh no. Can I tell my friends today, God kept me. Can I tell my friends today, I'm standing, I'm a testimony. Can I tell my friends today, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Remain standing. Remain standing. I'm finishing. I'm closing. 
Oh. If I could, if I could, if I could pass the mic today. If, if, if we would do like we did back in the day, call it a mic toss. And we just toss the mic around. Oh, there's some stories in this room. There's some folks looking good today. They looking fantastic right now. But you didn't see them. You didn't see them when, when, when Legion had a hold of them. Some of these people invited you today. They said, come, come to my church today and see. All you know is what you've seen. All you can see is them sitting, clothed, and in their right mind. All, all, all you can see is the goodness of God. Today, standing in front of you is his goodness. This is his goodness. He, he didn't have to do this for me. All you see is his goodness. And so it may be confusing. But like Janice Jostrand wrote and C.C. Winans made famous. You are there. The night he found me. You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his loving arms around me. And you don't know the cost of the oil. In my alabaster box. You don't know. You weren't there. All, all you can see is him sitting clothed and in his right mind. You didn't see it when he came running naked. Lost. Confused. And he just fell. I don't have any answers. I don't, know, I don't even know who you are. I just saw you. Just fell, imperfect, broken, wounded, hurt. He just save me. I'm speaking to somebody today. I don't know what you came in this building with, but, but listen to me today. I'm. I want to be your friend, and I want to tell you. Because, because, because they didn't believe him. The Bible says that when Jesus left, and he told him, he said, "No, you, you can't go." Your destiny is not to just go with me. Your, your calling is to stay and to tell your friends. The Bible says, the Bible says that he began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And everybody he told, There's some, there's some young ladies in this room. You got scars, baby. How you've been cutting yourself. Because that spirit wants you to take your own life. It's a gateway to the next thing. But can I tell you that them scars are not going to be shame for you. Because the Bible tells me in the book of Revelation, when it's all said and done, that there was a great host and they stood before God and they sang praises and their clothes were white as snow. 
the clothes were so white they were almost translucent and they stood before the king and they worshipped him it was a great throne and they stood before him white as snow pure and these are the ones who overcame the beast by the blood of God and the power and the power of their testimony hey do you know why Jesus never removed the scars from his hands? He could. Do you know why he never removed the scars from his head? He could. Do you know why he never removed the side where they pierced him and the water and the blood? Do you know why he never healed the scars on his back? He could have, but he left him. He left him. He left him. You know why? Because he had friends. And his friends wouldn't believe. Jesus had friends and his friends would be doubting and so he needed the scars to show his friends he said you don't believe me Thomas my friend touch me put your hand in my side he left them for his friends do you know why God left scars in your life Jesus left the scars in your life because he knew you had friends Say, listen, you may not believe in Jesus, but let me show you my scars. He brought me out. I know it may be confusing today, but can I show you my scars? God brought me out. Jesus left the scars because he needed to tell his friends. Here I am. Touch me. Handle me. Feel the nail scars in his hand the scars in your life and the scars on you right now some of them physical most of them mental some of them physical you wear them but most of them emotional he didn't he didn't leave those scars to remind you of how bad it was he really left those scars because he knew you'd have friends and they would have a hard time getting over all of this religion and what they would need to see is someone who would say well listen it's a, it's a big book, and I think you need to learn it, and I think you need to know it, and I think it'll help you. This is a great book filled with great things. But stop looking at the book for just a second. Look at me. I'm telling you it's real. Because if it wasn't real, I would have died. I would have died January of 1999. I would have died. I wouldn't be standing before you today. So today I, I handle those scars and I handle those wounds. Not as awful things in my life, but just I want to tell my friends. I want to tell my friends today, he, he can do it for you. He can change your life too. He, he can do it for you. Yeah. So when Peter stood up, Begin to talk to his friends. Sisters and brethren, these are not drunk as you suppose, but this is the third hour of the day. But this is, this is that new wine that the prophet Joel spoke about. Because he, he said, In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. This is what this is.
God, this, this, this Jesus whom you've crucified, God have made him both Lord and King. And, 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 and his sepulcher is empty today. You know David, David's sepulcher is, is still there. You can go visit him right now. But Jesus is empty because he is a risen Savior. And, and now this risen Savior is living on the inside of us. God have given him a name that is above every name. And they said, the, his friend said, tell us what to do. I don't, I don't really understand it all, but just t- tell me what I need to do. He said, repent. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of the sins that you just repented about. You repented of them, now we're going to wash them away in the water. And he said, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you, it's unto your children, and unto all your friends. As many as the Lord our God shall go as far off. Go tell everybody you know. Go tell everybody. The Bible says that those that group of people repented, were baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and they went and told everybody. And by the end of the day, somewhere around three to five thousand people were saved. It's just friends telling friends. You know how we're gonna reach this city, Truth Chapel? Friends telling friends. You know how there's people in this room who just visited today, but this will become their church. This will become their family, their community. And you know, welcome home. We love you already. And you don't, don't worry about that. They, there's no red tape up in here. You family today, I see you again. I'm going to hug your neck, kiss you on the cheek. Like, like, like we've been rolling deep since the 90s. I'm sorry I was raised in the 80s and 90s. I have a lot of have a lot of biggie references and I apologize about that. It's going to be friends. It's going to be friends. It's going to be friends who connect you to other friends and it's going to be friends who come and they say, man, can I tell you about a man changed my life? You see what what we wanted you to see today was not really us. We're, we're glad you've seen us. We've got, we've got a really cool building here. I think we have really good music, like, like a really good deal. I, I, I think this church is amazing. But at the end of the day, what the friends brought you to see really wasn't us. What we brought you to see was a man who changed our lives. We're different. We're different. We're not the same. What you see today is his goodness. His, he's so good. And we want you to know how good he can be for you. Would you lift your hands all over this? I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.